Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it! In two seconds. Unbelievable. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, boys. How's it going? We are back. Another episode, Ain't No Seats. Uh, I've got two things I want to talk about today, and we can spend all hour on them. Nick Timberlake's dunk. And Kevin McCullers' health status. Other than that, I don't have a whole lot on the agenda. Oh, um, you're just but wrong, I'm kidding. Baby. I'm just kidding because we also got to talk about Kansas Lady Jayhawks. Wow, what a win! We're gonna lead off with that, baby. K State goes down. You hate to see it. Yeah. Samaya really Nichols. Samaya Nichols, twenty-two points. She's a local, um, local kid. Went to Shawnee Mission West, I believe. Huge recruit, played for Team USA. She had 22 points. She is a star. We need to get her on the pod. If anyone has a connect to her, tell her to come on the pod. We want to talk to her. Um, Yeah, that's amazing. Top 10 team, K-State rival, obviously, in your house, and you find a way to win. So, they were were in the first – KU women's were in the first four out going into the game. So, might get them into the NCAA tournament what they call a resume builder it's a big win um Mm -hmm. yeah so that's awesome it was very funny i saw you know in in classic fashion i saw a lot of ref takes from k-state fans which is just so funny for women's (laughs) i mean just yeah this is probably like one of like i don't know i i'm not gonna go down that whole rabbit hole but we can it just no it just cracked me up like I was behind kind of trying to follow the game through Twitter and just like, as I'm catching up, it's just like so many different tweets about officiating. There was 16, three packed in Allen Fieldhouse today, influencing refs. Close enough. I, what they, they had like it their was. highest attendance since Oh two. I think I saw, I was shocked at the crowd. So yeah, I mean, shout good out, for shout out, but shout that out to build, the, that building. I, and this can go into men's talk as well. Uh, it makes me question everything about what I love about sports. Like I, I love sports cause I like the unpredictability. I like the, you know, two teams going at it. Anyone can win. Whatever happens, happens. That's just not a thing in Allen Fieldhouse boys. Well, that's a good, that's a good transition because we play, I mean, obviously Texas comes to town this weekend and I think we all felt pretty dang good about us winning. Don't do that. But like there's there's a couple of takeaways where you could say, wow, this team just dismantled a really talented, I would say probably poorly coached Texas team, but a Don't talented team. Gus. Don't say it about Gus. <laughs> and or I think A B what you would say, and you've been saying for the last few months is Allen Fieldhouse games don't matter. They mean nothing because it's all fake and KU is just a different uh breed when playing in Allen Fieldhouse. So like I guess let's start there. What that was a very fun game to watch. It felt like you could kind of see this team starting to figure things out, especially after the second half against OU. They just got a week off without McCuller. Timberlake had the play of the season. So 
I don't know what I be turned. I'll go to you first and then we can get a B to go psycho on Allen Fieldhouse and why this doesn't matter. But uh, go ahead. Be turned. It's like, I, I was thinking it during the game that this is one of the most unfair buildings in the country. Like teams obviously come here, just shit the bed. People don't make clutch shots. And then like walking out, I'm like, is there a better home court advantage or home field advantage in all of sports? Nope. Like, how is there? Like, we talk about all the accolades Bill has, the crazy stats at Allen Fieldhouse, the more Big 12 titles than home losses at one point. I don't know what it is now. But I the feel like obviously getting older and kind of just knowing how much of an advantage is, I obviously go into games now just, like, super confident no matter what. And it doesn't matter who's playing for us or who we're playing against. Never will feel nervous for one second during a game at Allen Fieldhouse. Baylor, I know that game got tight because our boy um, Nicky Timberlake kind of his controller died or whatever happened there at the end of that game, and it got tight, but we controlled that game. It was never a worry, never a doubt. Um, the Houston game, we shoot 68%. Yesterday, we shoot 62%. Game was never close. Um, it's just it's so unfair, and we've seen West Virginia, we'd be down 14 with a couple minutes left, come back. You never feel like they're actually going to lose, and when they do, you're just shocked. I was telling people last night. I've been to, I've been lucky enough to do the Allen Fieldhouse hundreds of times in my life, and I have no idea how many times I've seen them lose. Maybe once, twice. Yeah, San Diego uh, State, baby. Yeah, um, insane. So it's it, it's unbelievable. They they're a completely different team. They play with a ton of energy. The crowd maybe influences the refs here and there. Um, it's just everything. The bounces go our way. They, so many seasons we talk about it. They go undefeated at home the entire season, especially during Big Twelve play, and just basically gives you nine Big Twelve wins. Yeah. So, so AB, are you based on everything that was just said there, which you've laid this out? We've talked about this. Allen Fieldhouse is great, but to me, I did say, you know, other than probably the Houston game. And some games early in the year, I'm coming away most like pleased with the performance of this team just from a whole 40 minutes. Like Texas, that game we saw Saturday is probably the best I've felt about this team after a game in a while. But are you kind of just still questioning because it was a home game and we just always play well at home? Yeah, precisely. I mean, look... (laughs) Those games don't matter. I'd like to see it on the road. Now, obviously, the two road games we have left are going to be battles, boys. I don't know if we get either one of them. But uh, Oh, we got to talk about Baylor's big man. Dude! He, oh, and here, here's the thing, though. On Saturday, he's going to go 8 for 9 with 22 points. Dude, he had like 21 and 10 against this. I don't yeah, know. And make clutch right. free throws and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, oh. he we, we'll get to it more later, but... No, it's the same thing I said last week. I'm not – I don't feel any better about this team's postseason chances after yesterday. Uh, there are some individual things that I'd like to talk about with guys. I thought El Marco was great. I thought he was great. His stat sheet won't show that. I thought he looked very comfortable. The behind-the-back pass everyone can talk about. But, I mean, he looked comfortable for the first time that I can remember, which is good to see. Dewan has been awesome lately. I tweeted it yes. yesterday. He's had 11 turnovers in his last eight games. Keep that up. Yesterday, 7-11 from the floor. And that's including a couple missed bunnies, which I'm still optimistic that he fixes at some point. 
Uh, Nick Timberlake played great for the first time ever uh, in a KU jersey. Like there, there are things that I can look at and be like, yeah, that, if if these things continue and hold for the postseason, we're in good shape. But at the end of the day, it's at Allen Fieldhouse, so I can't say yeah. too much about it. That's... My biggest question for you boys is if the if the NCAA tournament was played at Allen Fieldhouse every single year, how many straight national championships would we have? <laughs> yeah, because obviously, what if they did NCAA tournament and say like the higher seed gets to play at home every game or something? Well, um, we've obviously been on one or two so many times. So yeah, every game you're playing would be at Allen Fieldhouse and we legitimately would never lose unless like a crazy blue blood buys up all the tickets somehow. But you would yeah, season ticket holders would probably get like priority or something like that. But yeah, a with A B's point about home and road, I've heard some people obviously say like this team might be better without Kevin McCuller. I don't know how bet how big that sample size is and Two of the games, or one of them was obviously yesterday. The other was Baylor, which kind of came down to the wire. And then, obviously, they got pumped in Lubbock uh, pretty recently. So, I don't know how many games he's missed exactly, but Allen Fieldhouse, I, they, they haven't proved it on the road without Kev. So, I don't Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, wait. No. God. He played Absolutely in- not, brother. Well, yeah. I mean, th- I guess that was going to be my point, is to say we're better without McCuller – we just won our best road game of the year with him. And mm-hmm. so like that to me is in, insanely dumb to say. And, but what I could be convinced of is that it is helping guys like Timberlake and maybe even El Marco a little bit. You just felt like everyone looked a little more comfortable out there. And I think a lot of that is just, I think the OU game was big. I think you finally – it was like a shooter that just needed to see a ball go in. I think we finally felt what it was like to win on the road, and I think it helped guys feel a little better. And like we've always said, February is just where Self really starts to get it going. He – what, A.B.? Well, no, I was – so we, we've always talked like the Christmas break where we get 10 days off, and that's where Self really figures out the team. Are we just going to start saying that about the Big 12 bye week going forward? It would be amazing if we just start – uh, that's what, that's kind of what I was going to say at the beginning though. And you talked about bill just having the guys ready to go in February and they become better players and they develop throughout the year. Every, everyone that played minutes yesterday for KU was solid. Mm-hmm. Obviously you got Mari and Marco off the bench. Um, Parker too. He tried to punch on someone from the free throw line, which was something and one maybe talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tried to make that, um, El Marco's behind the back pass was obviously elite. And then Jamari, like he just doesn't make mistakes. He pleases us every time he plays. Um, so yeah, everyone, everyone that played gave solid minutes. Johnny Furphy had 16 points on three shot attempts. So KU, KU scored 86 points on eight three-point attempts. <laughs> I saw that. That's insane, dude. I know the offense was fun. Like it was very fun to watch. And so I Does saw that, um, I guess the defense is so much better for Houston, so you can't say. You can't really have an argument on which um, performance was better between this and Houston because better percentage against Houston and better defense. But just the way we scored it, obviously we made, what, three for eight from three? And I think they they might have all came in the first half. Two of them did. I know um, who all hit them, who all hit threes in the first half. You guys remember? Nope. I know Dickinson was over no. two. Ryan, Ryan, you're muted, baby. Hell yeah, brother. Well, uh, I, I couldn't well, uh, tell you what was in the first half or second half. Uh, I know Dickinson was over two. Um, 
other than that, I'm struggling to remember. It just wasn't a big part of the game plan, it appears. I think How do Timberlake, I sound now? Timberlake made one. Okay. <laughs> Timberlake made one. Timberlake made one. Furphy, did he make one? Someone yeah. in the Timberlake Furphy, yeah. So we, both halves, I think they scored 40-plus maybe. I don't really remember, but they weren't obviously doing it from the three-point line. We kind of talked about that all year, though. AB's touched on that a lot. We don't shoot a lot of threes. We shot it at a solid clip, which Hunter hasn't made a three since December. He, I think he's like two for his last 25. I swear half of them have went in and out. It's and more than that. I think it's two for his last 30. Yeah, Jamari made a three. Jamari's so awesome. He's going to be around for a while. But, yeah, Hunter, Hunter's. I don't know if you have the stats up, but he hasn't hit a three in a long time. But Furphy having 16 off three shot attempts is wild to me. And he's so active on the boards. Eight boards. He's he's just stud. And I guess I hope we get to see him for another year. I don't know if that's gonna happen. It looks no. like I know it's still we still got a couple weeks left. Um maybe he shits the bed, but just based off potential, I would think you see all the mocks. He's top 20 lottery pick. Like he he does everything and I, I know your boy KJ too. Yesterday he played. He always plays with energy. It terrifies me that when he turns around and punches, like he's gonna just sock someone in the face. Oh, he, he's you going know what I'm to saying? At some point. Yeah, he's absolutely going he, to because he does it obviously without looking, just pay, playing with a ton of passion. But he played with more energy yesterday than we've ever seen. Like he does that every game, but he was going nuts after every bucket, after every board. Um, he, he had 16 and eight, he hit a mid range and he was due. He kind of had a couple stinkers in a row. So obviously at tech, everyone played like shit, but KJ was incredible. He had 16 and eight. Everyone, everyone was great on the boards. KJ eight boards, Hunter seven boards, Furphy eight. So yeah, everyone just rises up at home. Wow. Well, can you hear me? Yeah. What's going on? I absolute war zone in here. You know when your mic gets unplugged? I don't know if your guys just does that. No. But, then the, yeah. but then the computer makes a noise or it goes. Dun, 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 dun. Mm -hmm. My computer, I've just been sitting here plugging it back in. And then the noise goes. And then the noise goes again. And then I plug it back in. I'm at an absolute war. So good for you, B-Turn, not getting distracted while I just was in an absolute yeah, chaos. Yeah. He is a monster on the boards. Like, And it's, it's definitely... I mean, it's a heart thing too. Like he just crashes the boards, and I—it's a good rebounding team, dude. Think about the starting five if Kev comes back. I mean, those four guys outside of Dewan, those guys are really good on the boards. And yeah. like you, AB said it. I have to—I want to look at Dewan's stats. I'll do that after this. Fourteen six assists, no turnovers, yeah. maybe. Yeah, just like recently, what his assist to turnover ratio was. Oh, I got that too. Is. Okay, like one point two a game in this last eight. Because, yeah, yesterday, 14 and six, he finished around the rim besides one point blank finger roll bunny, which, but 34 and two in his career at Kansas. KU is 34 and two when he scores in double digits. And one of the games was without Bill Self coaching. So he, 34 and one when Bill's the coach and he scores 10 plus. And the other one was at K State the uh, other night. Yeah. Yeah. That was the second. It, it was it was Arkansas the one scoring double round. digits and Tang's overtime record going head to head. <laughs>
What are you so, shaking your head about, dude? <laughs> I just I can't get over that loss. And he kind of almost can't believe that loss. Yeah, I had this combo so many times yesterday, but the four road games that we somehow didn't win, it's just insane that they lost all four. We, we can't see, do this. We can't. I'm just saying the the probability to lose all four of those is insane. Well, and it just sucks because it could be setting up for what we all thought would happen, which is a Houston KU final that could determine the Big 12, but now it's just not going to happen. Houston has locked this thing up. Well, yeah, because... Can I say something? Mm -hmm. Brian opened up with it, but we got to touch on Timby's dunk a little more because... It's going to be on the intro video for decades. And I, I don't know how far we could go back, but we should try to do an episode of the best dunks in Allen Fieldhouse or just KU in general. We could do like Mario Chalmers at Georgia Tech. We could do Selden in the Big 12 tournament. Mm. T-Rob against Baylor. Jamari um, at Texas. Yeah. Well, Mario that's what I was going to say. The Timberlake dunk kind of reminded me of that one where it's a lob that you – I mean, he got hit hard in the air and still – It was Sue, wasn't it? Yeah, who was going like running full speed to try and swat that. And it was one of those fouls that's like, all right, I'm going to foul you. I don't care if it's a foul. I'm not going to let you finish this. And he still did. Like, it's definitely one of those dunks that will be talked about at KU for a long, long time. And you could argue, by the way, that Nick Timberlake has two of the five most impressive dunks on the season. Couldn't you? Oh, no Maybe. question. That I mean, one that is, one cool, is the best dunk, I think. Bernie's had some good ones. I mean, how many people on our team really have like poster dunks? Obviously, KJ Dickinson. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, no question. The one in Stillwater, I would, I mean, is it, I'm trying to think of the best dunks of the season. Are we missing? Would it, would he have the top two? Furphy's had some good ones, I think. Mm -hmm. Dude, but that one in Stillwater was nasty. It just kind of looked goofy, though. It wasn't smooth enough for me. It looked, it was good. Yeah, but looking at the comments, it didn't does, look like it went in. Does Cliff's <laughs> does Cliff's dunk count? I don't know. That was so stupid. He threw it. It was like Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> it was so funny. Can I was in Texas too, right? No, oh we just gosh. we just ate. Oh, okay, never mind. You got to pin that uh, Kyler Barnett at seven fifty one, dude. <laughs> That's the greatest yeah. moment in KU basketball history. He, he jump stopped into a two foot jump dunk. Read on the a fast uh, break. read the comment for audio. Oh yeah, so Kyler Barnett flashback to point god Doke in the Maui cannot be forgotten. Literally which, looking down, dribbling. Literally, I don't even remember how he got the ball in a fast break. Like, did Doke intercept a pass? I can't even remember how that got going, but. Oh, it was so funny. Just the least smooth dribble into a dunk ever, but still managed to just do a typical powerful dunk slam. Oh, I love it. He was the best, man. God, he was Someone so just funny. brought a, a Tarek, too, against Oklahoma State when the bench I think was going nuts. Was that kind of – This was – wasn't this Texas? Yeah. Tarek Blacks was Texas, I think, and Cliffs was Oklahoma State. Either way, they were both similar where they threw it in. And that did, I guess uh, Parker kind of did that yesterday. His just like then rolled around the rim. But 
Uh, he also yeah. released the ball eight feet from the rim somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think uh, of the best dunks we've had this year because obviously you're not getting many from Juan or Hunter. KJ, I'm sure we're forgetting some on his, but Timberlake. Well, K- KJ just makes it look so easy that, oh, I know what Kyle Coffey's talking about. Tarek Black oh. had that fast break, like oh. thunderous oh my uh, God. shack type dunk out of the steal. Benches cleared. That's mm-hmm. one of the craziest moments I've no, ever it's, witnessed. It's sneaky, my favorite. It's sneaky, yeah. my favorite, because it was right after a Marcus Smart air ball. Then we went down and scored, and then like t- Marcus Smart turnover, Tarek Black dunk, fight on the court. Yeah, and like, we were in the student section at that point, or at least I was, and it is the most nuts I've ever seen people go inside Allen Fieldhouse. But I was also right in the middle of the student section, so that could have an impact. But mm-hmm. just a, like you said, perfect chain of events. Everyone hated Marcus Smart because of the backflip. He airballs. <laughs> we score. I think Wiggins scores. They come down, turn it over, just the most thunder shack type jam. Here's the Tarek dunk. Turn me up. Oh, yeah. So who's that? Texas? Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it was kind of kind of cliff-esque where he threw yeah. it in. That's funny. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. The one I, the Oklahoma State one was just pretty simple dunk, but it was just the moment oh my God. that it happened. It was so at Dayton. <laughs> yeah. It sucks because we oh at the Big 12 tournament. Mm. That's that's a uh, dude. That's up there, and obviously we got the Wayne Selden yes. one. But I think that's just like a given. Nobody forgets that one. I think people forget how many Wayne had his junior year. He had he punched on I think it was Kentucky. UConn in the second round, and oh, yeah, he dunked. Yeah. Who was that uh, big man for them? Scal Labissiere. Labissiere, yeah, He's, yeah. Who he, he dunked stunk. on? But yeah, Wayne had some massive dunks his junior year. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe Nick Timberlake has the two best dunks because I know Furphy's had some, but the fact that I can't – didn't Furphy have a big one against West Virginia? Yeah, I feel like his are always, like, in the set offense. Like, he just cuts back door and then dunks semi over someone. And But it's kind of like the Timberlake one at Oklahoma State where they don't look like they fully go in, and it's kind of like, <laughs> wait, what just happened? Yeah. But this one Timberlake had Saturday was his – as good as it gets just so perfect so uh yeah so let's talk about that or I guess let's talk about McCuller I know we've talked about McCuller but like self's post-game comments were not what you'd want to hear he hinted many times at potentially not seeing McCuller back now I'd be surprised if that's really the case. I don't expect that, but it shows me that I definitely don't. I'd be shocked if we see McCuller again in the regular season. Is that kind of where you guys are at? Like, is it a big 12? Are we going to be just praying he can play for the Thursday game at the big 12 tournament? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I don't know how much there really is to play for in the regular season. I know seeding is obviously important. Big 12 title hopes probably done. Uh, Baylor would, or I mean, Houston would obviously have to lose at Norman for us to really have a chance. So I don't, I don't see really a reason to risk it. And you're kind of risking his pro career too, maybe there potentially. So, but then at the same time, maybe him sitting is kind of hurting his draft stock too. So I don't know what you do there because sitting him, like I just said, it could 
affect his draft stock, but then there's nothing to play for. So don't really risk his career. He's already kind of older than most other guys that are going to be entering the draft. So I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not feeling good about it. Uh, Rye, you kind of said before the show how we were really excited that we were going to have a week off and Kev could get healthy. And now Bill is just automatically saying he's out for TCU or sorry, not TCU, BYU on Tuesday night. Like he's already saying pretty much games in the future that he's out, like he's out for BYU and we might not see him at least for the regular season. So he played against Oklahoma and there was maybe some optimism and now it's getting worse. He's automatically ruling him out for games. Um, I'm just, I'm not feeling good about it and say whatever you want about Kev, but this team fucking needs him. He's a warrior and I want to see them go on a run with him here. They didn't get a chance to do that last year. Yeah. It's just tough. And AB, you said it earlier, like, or I think before we recorded, but you just can't, my lamp's turning into a strobe light. Yeah, sorry. It's, just, it's chaos. Everything's it's, chaos. It's just, I got to turn it off. I'm going to look dark. I'm sorry, boys. <laughs> but but uh, you can't just go into NCAA tournament if Kevin McCuller has not played since whatever the date of the OU game was. So February 18th. So like if, if we sit McCuller out until the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, pick, pin that last comment. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you just can't. I don't think anyone would feel good about our chances going in. I think you've got to have him. You've got to have him back for Big 12 tournament. Maybe not even quarterfinals. Maybe you sit him quarterfinals and you get to the semis. Because semis are not an auto win, obviously. Quarters may not be either. But, like, not at all. I guess I keep forgetting we're not going to be the one seed. So, we're going to be in a tough game in the quarterfinals. So, but- How many teams get a bye? That's a double buy. So the four worst teams play on Tuesday. And then what would that be? Uh, like seven through 10 play the winners of those games on Wednesday. And then the top four get the winners of those games. So I don't, I mean, who knows? It's, it's hard to predict because there's so many games, so many teams, but like probably looking at Iowa State in the second round or semifinals, which like, I mean, we know how they get with that. It's their, it's their spring break vacation to come to Kansas City for the old Big 12 tournament. So, Hey, this is an interesting comment, though, because I do remember Remy was not even a – we had, going into the Big 12 tournament, Remy wasn't even a thought. Like, we still did not have any hope. I mean, yeah, people thought he could, but – it wasn't until that first game against what West Virginia, Remy kind of came out looking good. Huggins got ejected, or was that last year? I can't remember. No, that was two years ago, right before yeah. a live show. So Remy looked pretty good, and then he looked really good in the semis, and then in that that Big Twelve title game. So it was kind of like he got a little healthier, self got a little more comfortable with him, and that three game stretch really helped him, I think, find his rhythm. And like that's what I think would be the best case for McCuller sit out the rest, punt the Big 12. It's fine if we even if we lose at Baylor and at Houston. If you can get McCuller back in rhythm playing even anywhere close to how he was playing in the early in the season, now you can talk yourself into somewhat making a run in the Big 12 tournament. But without McCuller, I think at this point someone I saw someone say what do you think your ceiling is is McCuller never really gets healthy. I think the ceiling would be making the second weekend. Yeah. Like I just, 
this team is not making a Final Four run. No offense to Nick Timberlake, but if he's your starting guard, like I, this team's not making a Final Four. Yeah, um, and I guess I'm sitting here thinking Kev was hurt last year too going into the Big 12 tournament, wasn't he? Because he was coming off the bench. He was like wearing the long sleeves. Mm. Remember going into the Big yeah. 12 tournament? He was coming off the bench, so he got hurt late last year. Um, Is that a shoulder injury? I think so, yeah. Um, but how how much do you guys think the injury affected some of the off nights he had? He had a couple bad shooting nights. Like I, I wonder how long this injury has been going on, and I wonder if the staff or like maybe they've kind of made a mistake by playing him still because we talked about it. There was like a point where he rested and then played and then rested and then played. So it's like I hope they didn't risk his health to potentially win like a Big Twelve title. I don't. I don't know. I think it's just bone bruise or whatever it is needs rest and. But I'm I'm sure he is saying he wants to play. And like and it's one of those things that I don't think it's from what it sounds like, it's not something that'll really just heal. Like it I mean the I guess the only way to heal it is rest. So to your point, maybe they should have just said back when it started, hey, let's shut it down. But how are you telling him that if he feels he can still go play at the level he was still playing at? Like I don't know, but I, I do think there was a mix. I think his shooting numbers were a little higher than they were realistically ever going to be. So I think some of it was kind of coming back to normal shooting numbers. But also I think he started to – even A.B., you mentioned the OU game. He just settled for a couple crazy threes. That, to me, that's injury. That's him not wanting yeah. to drive in and, and risk contact. And, like, that hurts us a lot too because that's what makes Kevin McCuller great is his ability to yeah. slash, get to the bucket, cut – and with him not doing that, maybe this offense. So the question to me isn't, is this team better without Kevin McCuller? Hell no. But is this team better? Like is a unhealthy Kevin McCuller playing at 60% compared to no Kevin McCuller, which team's better? I think you could argue maybe mm -hmm. what we saw last night could be better. But then you saw the Texas Tech game, and that's the worst team Kansas put on floor since Speaker uh, YMCA. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's just know. tough because, like we talked about earlier, a lot of the games he missed are at home. So, like, yeah, those, yeah. those games. Just someone, don't I don't someone, know. In the, someone in the comments said, "Did they feel a pressure of needing to win a road game?" And that that really might be the case. And it might just be, like you said, Kev kind of putting pressure on the coaching staff to play. And I feel like that's tough. That's tough for Bill because you got a guy that came back to obviously <clears throat> try to go on a run, go deep in the tournament, but to get drafted. And you obviously want to play him, and you want him to raise his stock as much as he can. And he's probably sitting there asking to play, really wanting to play. We need to win a road game, and they really did need to win a road game. Like, so I don't know. It's it's really tough, but I I don't know. Ab, do you want to fire off your take on McCuller rest of the year? Yeah, I think he's done. I'm not gonna lie, boys. I mean, honestly. Bill Self said 117 times in postgame yesterday, if we get him back, if we get him back. It's like he was setting the table that. for it. And obviously, like, I don't know. I think I'm kind of trained with KU Athletics to just, like, whenever I hear week to week come out of a coach's mouth to just expect the worst because we've dealt with that for two years in a row with football. Um, 
but I, I just, I don't know. It's so late in the season. Our next game is, I guess we have one more game in February, but it's almost March. It's February 25th. We have four regular season games left, and then it's postseason time. I know that goes fast. I know football literally just ended two weeks ago today. Shouts to the Chiefs. But this season's almost over, boys. So if and if they're if they're serious about not playing him until he's 100%, I just don't know that I see it. And maybe that's negative of me. Maybe that's but I mean you'd have to think he'd have to be ready and you know, but what if it's two not and a half weeks if he's not ready in 17 days or 18 days when we go to Kansas City for the quarters like then What if it's he's... not about him being 100%? What if it's like getting him from 60 to 90 or but 85? Bill, Bill like, said himself 100 is what they want him at. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think he might have it... said that on Thursday before practice, where he wouldn't practice unless he's 100%. But I mean, obviously, things might change once tournament comes around more desperate. It's his last possible year that he can play in college. Who knows? But with something that's lingered like this, where it's on and off, it just feels like they're kind of at the point where, you know kind of yeah. time to just let it heal and see what happens which sucks obviously i don't want him to be out for the year we're obviously a better team when he's playing well but at this time like with the timing and everything i just i i'm not gonna sit back and just have my only hope be that kevin's coming back i'm just kind of in the mentality that he's done and we got to go with him with the guys we have now well i think and, having hope that kevin's coming back's better than having hope that this team can make a run what do you mean like I would rather have the hope. To me, the more realistic outcome is Kevin can come back and be healthy and this team can make a run if he comes back and is a little more healthy. I think that's more realistic to hope for than to just say, oh, I hope this team that we're throwing out there without him can make a run. Yeah, but I don't think they're making a run regardless. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to be an asshole about it, but we've talked about it for weeks now. Like this team doesn't play well outside of that building on <clears throat> Naismith Drive, and, and all the I, games that matter are going to be played away from there. So I and we're not going to be a one seed in the Midwest. Even with the Midwest, there's no second weekend region that's within like ten hours of Kansas City. So it's not going to be your typical oh Sweet Sixteens in Omaha this year, boys. Let's fucking go. It's we're neutral. Have to go to. Hey. What? Yeah. No road games in the NCAA tournament, brother. We're not much better on neutral floors. I mean, we've we've beaten Chaminade in Maui. You don't. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. But they did. Yeah. They beat Kentucky and Tennessee on, on Ken, neutral Kentucky's floor. second game ever with the roster loaded with freshmen. But also, good okay, but also Kentucky you... yesterday, boys. Holy shit! They scored yeah. a lot of points. But and then the Tennessee game, like. It's it's tough for me to talk myself into a tournament run looking back at games that happened in November. That is so long ago. And McCullough was – it felt like McCullough was getting a triple-double every single night. It felt like – like looking at this team right now compared to the team back then, maybe it's just our attitude towards them because of what's happened over the last few months. But it's, it's, it's tough for me to say that games in November mean as much as games in January, February and what we've been seeing. Uh, so yeah, like they have happened. I just I don't know that I feel comfortable whether also, it's going to Kansas City in Big Twelve or whether it's going to Omaha for the first weekend in the NCAA's or Los Angeles in the second weekend in the NCAA's. Like I, I don't know that I feel confident that this squad is going to be the one to do it with Kevin or without Kevin. But they're like plays, like single plays away from winning some of these road games, and you 
I guess you can reverse what you're saying and talk about how good Big 12 teams have been at home. Like teams are just not winning on the road. I'm not even trying to like hype KU up. I, I think that's like a legit thing. And I don't know what our road record is in the league now, but I, I mean, there's three undefeated teams in the Big 12 at home. And we've talked about it. The four, four of the road losses have been fluky, two fluky performances where you score 85 in Morgantown, 75 in Ames. K-State just comes down to missing free throws. Um, so I guess they're not really getting pumped on the road besides Tech. No. Which I think we knew that was coming. But I, I think we're also ignoring a lot of context with this team. Like, yeah, we have awesome wins. We have some of the best wins in the country. Most of them came at Allen. And we also have bad losses, which, yeah, a couple plays here and there. But a couple plays is going to get you beat in the tournament. And we can look back on it and say, yeah, well, if they would have not called this foul, if we would have made this free throw, we'd be national champs in 03. If they don't foul out Devontae Graham when he had one foul and they called him for five, maybe that Villanova game's different. Like, that's just kind of how sports go. But, like, there's everything telling us we're not – we don't rank well in the net. We don't rank well in analytics. We have questions about the style of this team. And the only time we come in talking coughing about them is when they play at Allen Fieldhouse. And I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but those that's not the same sport when we play there. Like but that's why I'm str- and I know like that's not the first it's not the first year we've ever played 25 games at Allen. We do it every single year. But it is the first year where we don't go on the road or go on the neutral and find a way to win those games where we feel like we should have won or at least half of them. Like past Ryan, I think this has been your argument all year. Past Bill Self teams, they, yeah, fluky things happen on the road. You're not going to win every road game. But some of those games, like Bill, Bill Self doesn't lose all of them like we have this year. So, like, yeah. I I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be the negative Nancy, but I just, I don't know if well, I can see So, here's my point. Here's the only, and I'm like, I'm with you. I don't think this team, I'm not sitting here being like, this team can go win a national title. And I think yesterday changed my mind about it, but I will say we just saw a great second half against OU that led to a road win. And we just saw two straight great halves against Texas. So like, if you're trying to think of this positively, we did just see three great halves of basketball in a row with different guys stepping up, different guys seeming to be more comfortable on the floor. So like, it's not me saying we are going to be, we're going to go on a big run, but it's at least me saying we're seeing a little bit of progress where if like 2019, it never felt like we started to see progress. But I don't know. That's probably I'm forgetting those moments. I guess. But like how much are we taking out of beating Texas and Oklahoma that are two teams that very well could be on the bubble in three weeks? No, you're right. But we dominated Texas, like flat out killed them. And Oklahoma – we pretty much dominated them that second half. Did we win yeah. that game by double digits? Uh, close to it. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it was yeah, – well, you could make it. the argument our last three halves of basketball have been as good as we've been in months. And right. But then that, the two halves before that, maybe well, yeah. three halves before that, if you call the Baylor second half where they kind of collapsed from maybe the three worst they played all season. Yeah, we had – yeah, we were – So bad. you're right. It's progress. I just – I need to see it. And if they if they go into Waco or they go into Houston and they win one of those games, I I'd like to be able to change my mind on it because okay, that, would, be, that would mean a lot. That would mean a lot to me if they can go win one of those games. But I just I think it would be ignoring a lot of the context that we've seen all season to just say that 
none of that really matters when it comes to the games that matter coming up in the next month. I I feel great if Kevin's healthy. If he's not, we're screwed. Like that's just really where I'm at. I it's a top ten defense in the country. Like I don't see how they couldn't win ugly games in March. Like college basketball is pretty gross. Mm-hmm. We've seen way worse teams make runs. We saw really I mean last year we talked about it. The seeds that were in the final four, like a nine seed made the final four or whatever. Uh, or played in the national title game. What was San Diego State? Five. Okay. Uh, UConn four. Two. Who was the nine? Nine. Uh, FAU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd they beat? By the way, they stink at basketball. It's yeah. every Sunday I get on ESPN and they're in a battle with a team that's not even an IT done. Like, Dusty May needs top, to take a job this year. Top, top fifteen team on Ken Palm. How does? How are we not one of the number nine on Torvik? How are we not one are of the we teams, really one of the teams that has a chance in March? Like I UConn's really good. What teams like when you guys sit there and think about just wagons, we love that word, but who who is a wagon throughout college basketball? You think UConn is the definition of a wagon, or are they just the best team in the country this year? No, they're losing second round. Like I love Tristan Newton. Um Caravan's been there. Spencer was a great ad. Klingon's yeah, obviously a beast, but nobody's and, a wagon. But I, I look think. at us. We got two guys that averaged 20 points a night. We got a lottery pick who is awesome. KJ, who he's what? The I think he has the best field goal percentage in the Big 12, or at least he did. So I know the spacing thing looks weird, but the one thing I was worried about was Dewan. And Dewan has been amazing lately. He has double digits in four of his last five. Five of his last seven back-to-back games with zero turnovers. He had seven assists in Norman, six assists yesterday, 13 assists in the last two games, zero turnovers, and he's been in double digits for the last five. So that was the one guy I was worried about. I was worried about our bench. I think our bench has looked a little better. Timberlake is looking a little better, which probably wasn't hard to do. Things could be slowing down for El Marco. I don't know what he's going to do, but we've talked about – we've said this for months. We don't need him to come in and score the basketball. We need him to come in, spell minutes, give energy, take care of the ball, be poised, not do crazy shit. That exactly what he did all year. Yeah. yeah, he turned it over a couple times. I think we turned it over the first seven possessions of the second half. But you got a big man that comes in and doesn't make mistakes off the bench. So he's kind of found the guys off the bench that, that can at least provide solid minutes. But we talk every. I think everyone around the country talks about KU starting five being one of the best in the country. Yeah, I I just that's kind of what I'm saying is I don't know. I'm not gonna go bet a bunch of money that this team's gonna make a final four, but you were at least seeing things trend upwards where it felt like after some of the that Lubbock game, this season could have easily I mean, this team could have quit after that game. Like not quit, but like you <laughs> Could have just kind of plateaued and, you know, snuck a easily lose that OU and then grind out a win against Texas at home. And like you just battle your way through the season, get a four seed and lose in the second round. That's what this team could have done. And instead, they have answered and come back very impressively since. And I still think we like a B or B turn just laid out like Dewan is playing better. Hunter is playing better these last few days or last few games. 
Timberlake's looking better. Everybody has started to look a little bit better. Furphy is a star that you can count on to go get you 15 a night, it feels like. So it I don't know. It I'm always gonna be trying to talk myself into a team figuring out making a run. I'm not saying this team has, but I'm saying they're at least doing the things that you start to see when a team does start to figure it out. You know I love to do this. I like to go on Torvik, and I like to compare similar resumes, similar teams to this team. A little interesting. Mm. One comparison. So of the (laughs) uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 teams they compared us to, uh, three of them made the final four. One of them won the national title. Majority of them made at least the sweet 16 or elite eight. And then two of them lost in the round of 32. So like the trends say teams like us can definitely make a run in the tournament, just based on where we sit on Torvik today. Now a lot can obviously change, but like, that's what I'm saying. And it was kind of to your point, uh, be turned like this is a top 10 team that has a lot of games that they've won. And with a lot of good dudes. So I'm not totally <laughs> punting the season yet. It's just. That was Bill Self. Yeah. I, I guess I'm. I don't know. Here's my thing, Ryan. And you introduced me to this. You're the one that kind of. What am I trying to say here? I guess you introduced me to this. Bill Self in the Sweet 16. Make it out of the first weekend. Yes. I saw. I think I saw you tweeting last night. Or someone tweeted about Bill Self. With rest, he had a week of rest, and we obviously pumped Texas, but his Sweet 16 record is unbelievable. I don't know exactly what it is, but what are the Sweet 16 games we've lost since he's been here? Michigan? Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. after the Natty, which, God, we could have. But both are like games that Bill Self was far more prepared than the opposing coach, played better, the team was better, they just melted down. Like so if we're a two, you're not saying we can beat a seven or a ten? In the second round we could yeah. obviously lose i'm not saying we're gonna pump anyone yeah ab like i totally agree we could lose but why can't we beat a seven or ten and then you give bill a week i love how we have like five more regular season games we're talking about sweet 16 but he has been unbelievable in the sweet 16 they've obviously made a ton of elite eights final fours won a couple natties so gotten past that round a ton you give them a give them a week elite eight toughest game to win in the tournament bill self says so i don't know i i was gonna ask you ask you guys and ab um how much would a loss at either baylor or houston really hurt the resume like does that hurt does it i'm I'm trying to think of us on the two line we're obviously lenardi has us as the eighth overall seed so we're barely hanging on to a two if you lose to ranked teams on the road, how much is that going to affect you? I'm just try- I'm trying to think about Kev, and if he doesn't play, I obviously can see us dropping two more regular season games. That's pretty crazy. Twelve and three in Sweet Sixteen games at Kansas. I'm trying to think like, of the third one. What's the third? Oh seven. Oh four. They lost to Georgia Tech in the Elite Eight. Oh five. Oh six. Both first round. Oh seven. Elite Eight. Oh eight. Championship. Oh nine. Sweet Sixteen to Michigan State. Twenty ten. Northern Iowa. Eleven. BCU Elite Eight. <laughs> Uh, Kentucky National Championship 2013, Michigan 16, 14, 15 second round, 16 Elite Eight, 17, 
Elite Eight, eight. 18 Final <laughs> Four, 19 second round. round, 20 no tournament, 21 second round, 22 championship. Two losses. Second round. So, yeah, two losses. <laughs> wow. How much oh, Kyle just had a loss. That was the fastest 20-year run of tournament losses in the history of basketball. Boys. Clip yeah. that. Oh, whoops! Didn't mean to do that. Sorry, Joe Ireland. But yes, <laughs> I, I do hope our three-point shooting. It's a fear, boys, because oh, I saw on the bottom line about that. that when I saw on the bottom line that BYU shot like eighteen percent from three and they were top twenty in the country in three-point percentage going into the game. I just felt it in my bones that they're going to go twenty-two back-to-back back games. Tomorrow. They've been a disaster from three. I, but guess guess what? It's at Allen Fieldhouse, so it doesn't matter. I kind of think this one does. I don't know what it is. I just have a weird feeling. But so the point about the Sweet 16, yes, we all know Bill's absurd. <laughs> you get to the Sweet 16. But like my fear is that this team, can they get to the Sweet 16? That I think is the biggest question for me right now is because if they Wait, do. What, what's the question? Like, yeah, if we get to a Sweet 16, I'm feeling good. But that's a big if right now. Yeah, what's, that's why I wanted to ask you guys earlier, like, I know you weren't feeling great about the team overall. Does this Kevin stuff make you feel even worse? Like, do you feel like you don't have much to look forward to? Like, it's tough for you to be confident. It's tough for you to get your hopes up because Kevin could be out for a while. And even if he comes back, he could he could be rusty. Like, if he doesn't play until March, until the tournament, how many minutes can you play him? So – how like how much are you guys feeling worse? Are you just I guess I, I don't I'm feeling better after these last two games, like I said, but I've never it's been a while since I had a I thought this team could win a national title. Like I felt like that after you know, probably it's been probably since like December since I had that thought. Um so I don't know. It it definitely is hard to get up and think that this team can make a, I'm kind of at the point where it's like national title seems very tough, but a final four, I think can still be in play if, if we get healthy and Kevin gets back and we see, we continue to see some guys progress a little bit, but I'll tell you this. If we lose at Baylor, I'll be pretty out. Like we've got to go win one of those statement games. Like AB was saying, yeah, I guess that's true. But like, I'm just – are we really going to go into the Big 12 NCAA tournament being like, yeah, this team can make a Final Four run, and their two wins were road games in Oklahoma. Their two road wins were road games against bad teams, one of which is horrible. We only have two Big 12 road wins? Yes. Mm-hmm. Two and five? Is that right? Yeah. It's our other away win. At Oklahoma State. We just someone, dominate the Oklahoma. ESPN said we were three and five. Did we play someone? We played at Indiana, which they stink out loud, and we should have lost that game. Speaking so. of stink out loud and teams that played non-con boys, Mizzou. <laughs> oh my God! And they I did not know they were us. fourteen. <laughs> yeah, that's horrifying to know. But man, Pete's turn watch the games. Well, I'm just. I got on ESPN, looked at the standings. <laughs> And it said we were three and five on the road, and it threw me off. <laughs> I thought it was just saying Big Twelve, but yeah, at Oklahoma State, who stinks out loud, and AB obviously <laughs> has been down on OU. So Dude. we talked about oh. it. The four, the four, I 
said it a hundred times, but the four road games that just bothers me that they couldn't squeak one out because then you're really playing for a big 12 title. I mean, you win the rest of your games until at Houston, you're playing for a share. So, yeah, I don't know. It's probably unfair of me to say I'm out if we lose at Baylor, but it's just more of like, we're not going to win at Houston without McCuller. So if you don't win at Baylor, you go in with those two road wins that are not impressive. And I, I'd love to look back on history of teams that made runs in the tournament with two road wins that looked like that. That's it. Like, that has to be pretty rare, but I don't know. I think my new prediction is Kevin McCullers back for senior night. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I've changed my mind. K-State senior night, give him what? What would that be? Two and a half weeks off? Does that make you more Three nervous if he doesn't play since it is his senior night? Yeah, if he goes into the postseason without playing in the regular season, I, I think it's just like, what's the point? I'm and sure. here's here's the other thing. I hope that he comes back for senior night because I will be unwell if we lose in the second round and we talk about for years and the narrative is, well, if McCuller, mm-hmm. McCuller was going to come back for the Sweet 16, if yeah, he would have just been back, we would have been set. And it, yeah, exactly. The Embiid thing is like, this team's still going to lose 10 games. Like, let's not act like this team's unbeatable when they're fully healthy. I forgot you had this take. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad one. I was holding it back. I didn't want to say it. Oh, this Philip guy is exposing. Yeah. There's hey, other bad ones, too. He's being nice go to back me. He hasn't exposed me for anything yet. I also, and I didn't want to say that I was hoping this one would stay hidden, but I also said C.J. Stroud was going to get NFL GMs fired for drafting him. So, mm, that uh, is very tough. Tough, tough so, scenes. Tough so we scenes. went from McCuller being done for the year to he's back for senior night? That's just a hope, I think. I think I can just, like, and I mean, I guess he had a senior night last year. AB's kind of shooting from the hip here, boys. I don't like this. I like the more. I I do have tuned. something though. Mm-hmm. I do have something. We've talked about it a few times. Hunter Dickinson, awesome. You know we like. It. There's one thing I saw from him yesterday that had me very excited about him. He <laughs> played some fucking defense, boys. A block, multiple. A block. I don't know if they gave him multiple, but there was a point in the first half where he got in the way, to say the least, of a layup. And then I think there was a quick miss by us, and they went back and he had a block, or it was like a weird turnover when we were regaining possession, and then he had the block down low. And then there was one in the second half, too. I'm not asking him to become Jeff Withy. I'm not asking for that. But if he can just be, like we say with DeWan shooting the three, if he can just be a threat to block a shot or to affect layups – that's going to help everybody out on the perimeter. It's going to make DeLon's job easier, Furphy's job easier, Timberlake's job easier, everybody's job saying. easier. If he can just We're be trending the right threat. way. I'd Guys like to see it. Little things. I'd like to see it more than just one home game against Texas. But I will say it's something I noticed, and it got me like, okay, that's something to watch for this week. Let's see if he can keep it going. Yeah. Um. A.B., Yes. On the topic of like rattling off NCAA tournament losses, should we see how far back we can go? Yeah, let's do it. Where are we starting? Also, so before we start that, I, I believe it's nine and two, Sweet Sixteen. Okay, could be wrong, but <laughs> okay. So we started in 04 with the Georgia Tech loss. So yeah. who did we lose to in 03? Yeah, 02 Maryland. Oh one, we lost to Bill Self Illinois. Oh, 2000, we lost to Duke. Or was that eight or nine? Were we like an eight or yeah, nine? Yeah, we were an eight or nine, and we lost to Duke by like 
in a very close game. Uh, and you want to hear 99, we lost to Kentucky in overtime, I think. One of those games went to overtime. Can you imagine a world where we went, we went 90, so in 98, Rhode Island, 97, Arizona, obviously. Can you imagine going title favorites, 97, one seed lose to Rhode Island, then you start to stink in 99 and 2000, and we lose to Kentucky and Duke. That doesn't get talked about enough as being the worst four-year stretch in NCAA tournament history for Kansas. Can you imagine that right now if that happened? That would be like after 2017. In 2018, we turn around and lose to an eight seed. And then the year after that, we lose to Kentucky. And then the year after that, we lose to Duke. That would be brutal. So, uh, oh, 96 is tough, though. Uh, I don't. I keep coming up with like three season stretches where that feels worse. And then the fourth one's always a final four or a national championship. I know. Like and I was then... going to say, getting our dicks kicked in by Auburn and then the tournament being canceled and then getting blown out even worse by USC. But sandwiched in between that, it's a good old final four and a national championship. So, like, mm-hmm. because then you even get to 02 and you finally get the final four. You're a wagon. You haven't lost a game. I mean, you lost in the tournament, I think, but you had won the whole, you went undefeated in Big 12, you lose to Maryland. Then you get back and you're like, okay, finally. And you lose to Jerry McNamara. So that was a really tough stretch. So credit to everyone to surviving that. I was just a a young boy. (laughs) I was miserable. I was so upset after those 02 and 03 losses. So I can't even fathom being a part of the 97, 98 uh, I don't know who we lost. 96 might be where I get stumped. Yeah, um, 97, someone just said best KU team of all time. We talked about that at dinner the other night with Vern and everyone. What would be the spread? 97 versus 2002 when they had, obviously, Nick Kirk, the same 03 team, but they had Gooden, they had Boshi. Mm-hmm. Just they scored 100-plus, like, 15. I think with the names you've got, the pros on that 97 team, it's still like 97 minus two and a half, three. Yeah, you obviously had Pierce, you had Jock, you had Rafe, Scott where's, Pollard. Where's the game being played? If it's at Allen Fieldhouse, who's the crowd rooting for? <laughs> that's, that's tough. That is tough. I'm th- neutral court. I Yeah, I think it's 97. And I didn't see, I did I don't remember watching 97. I remember and have watched enough YouTube of 02. That team was so electric offensively, but yeah, it's tough. Who the hell who did we lose to in 96? Somebody in the chat remember? Oh, I can find it pretty quickly, coach. Well, I didn't want to cheat. Hmm. See all the other ones. Syracuse. Someone said it, I think. Syracuse oh, twice no. in a decade. Elite eight. Really? Two seed in the West, 96. Yep. Oh, my God. Still had Rafe, Paul Pierce, Jock, Pollard. So, yeah, they've – God, that team went – They barely lost any games, 29-5. and five, And then they obviously – they were 34-1 and one before the Arizona game. Holy. And then 35-4 yeah. lost to Rhode Island. 30, like we don't talk about that enough. They were 34 to one. They lost Arizona. That one gets talked about a lot. You turn around, you return Paul Pierce, you return Jock Vaughn, 
and you show up in 98, 35 and four, and you lose to Rhode Island. It's crazy. Jock wasn't on that team, but. Oh, no, that was the Ryan Robertson team, right? Yeah. Billy T started. Yeah. Rafe averaged 20 and 12. Pierce, 20, 21, (laughs) 7. 21 and 7. So what you're telling me is that team sounds a lot like statistically the team we've got right now. With Hunt and Kev. I hate you. I'll tell you what, the more I've, I've obviously known the Roy Williams era was like agonizing in March, but you think back, what, 91 we lose in the final four, 92 or 93 we lose in the final four? 93. We lose two of three, one of which is a national title loss to Duke, I think. Uh, and then you do it all again at 02 and 03. Like, brutal that Roy did not win a night. Well, wow. and it's we've talked about it many times, but it's so annoying that once he got to Carolina and just started winning those games. You're telling but me. Nothing against Roy is awesome, but it's just it's frustrating to see, like, they struggle in March when he's here, and then he goes to Carolina and wins three in, what, 15 years, 18 yeah. years, whatever it was. You're telling me Jacques Vaughn had 21 points against Syracuse in the Elite Eight, and we lost. Hmm. Seriously, Jacques, like, I think Jacques averaged, like, I love nine. I love ten. that you looked up an old box score of a game Dude. you didn't even know existed, and now you're like running furious. The like, how they did had, we lose this game? They had Pierce, LaFrance, and Pollard, and Jacques obviously was the facilitator, averaged nine points a game, scored 21 points, and Kansas only scored 57. Wow. You're telling me before that game, if someone told you Jacques Vaughn, Two-year-old us, one-year-old me. Jock oh, Vaughn's gonna that, score twenty-one, and Kansas is gonna lose. That's a, that's like the one scoring 90, 21 and losing. Guess where the game was? How many points did you say? DeWan Denver, was? Colorado. Mm. Huge fan, huge hawk fan base. Wow, that's another natty we could have had. We don't even talk about that year. We didn't even know who we lost to mm. until the night. Dude, what are we looking at over there? We were a wagon. Dude, our bench was terrible. No, but in 95, am I looking at this right? We were a one seed again, <laughs> and we lost to Virginia in Kemper Arena in no. the Sweet 16. Dude, we don't, we don't lose in games Kansas in the City. second weekend in Kansas City. What Did are you Roy Williams about? stink? Well, I'm no. throwing the question well, out. God, Rafe played on some good-ass teams. I didn't know we were good in 95. Never even been on my radar that that team was good in 95. <laughs> we had LaFrance, Pollard, and Ostertag. We talked about that, too. 2 the front court that they had. Is that, is that the best in Kansas history? With Drew Gooden, Nick Collison, and Big Dub off the bench? Dude, we need – yeah. Oh, God, seriously. But was Wayne, does Wayne count? Was he that good? I think he was. He just was hurt for the tournament. I don't know. I mean, while I'm on CBB reference, I might as well look. <laughs> Dude, I'm like somebody. Is, somebody played. in the chat. What happened in the eight points a game as a freshman against Virginia? I, I need a deep dive on this game. We're twenty-five and five at Kemper Arena, one seed. I don't think we had good guards. Guess who the leading scorer was on that team? Ostertag? Jared Haas. And guess what Jared Haas did? Future head coach of Kansas. In my game that I'm fascinated in, Syracuse, (laughs) the next year, 0 for 9. (laughs) 
three points. As Jacques has 21. Jacques has 21 just backpacking the team, trying to carry them to the Elite Eight. And Syracuse. We didn't even learn until today that Syracuse took two natties from us. You know know who else was on that 95 team? Friend of the pod, Greg Gurley. I was going to say, did he lead the team scoring? No. God, you understand. When, like winning that natty in 22, I was thinking about it. We were talking about how like, oh, hey, it's felt like forever. We've seen all the highlights. We're ready for another one. Now I feel like, you. I mean, you want to win more, but you can go. Bill Self gets a pass for a while, obviously. But, God, he'll, it's so hard. He'll if get it was a pass until he retires. I've, I always say this, and it's stupid because it'll never change. But if it was a series of three during Bill's – like if you did like a series of three or series of five with some of the best teams, I don't know how many people would be in the field or whatever, but how many more would Bill have? Yeah, but how many do we win that 08 one if it's a series of three? We, win in 20, we don't win in yeah. 88. I know that for a fact. That <laughs> the question, team won in three games. Yeah, but I would think Bill, like, fucking, you're telling me what are, what are, 2017. Mm, dude. We will 20... not be talking about the Oregon Ducks. <laughs> You're telling me the Morris Twins? You're telling me 07 who had Julian Wright with all the other guys from 08? You're telling me 02, 03, Roy doesn't win at least no, one at Kansas? I've brought this up before, but what I love to run the scenarios on is what if college basketball was like the college football playoff? and the top four teams were going to play for the national title every year. Bill would have done it. Bill would have done it in 07, 08, 10, 11, 13. Uh, All right, LeBron. 16, 17, 18, 22. 18? Oh, okay. yeah, one, one seed, top four. Oh, you're saying, saying, okay. I thought you were saying, I thought you meant win the title. Okay. Oh, no, I'm just saying all the times we would have just had to win two games to win the national title. No, Villanova was waxing us regardless yeah. of format that season. The fact um, that my ass drove to San Antonio with all the confidence in the world that we were going to uh, we're gonna beat Villanova and win it all, and then you look back at that team. It's just even uh, Brunson, National Player of the Year, Michael Bridges' lottery pick, even Chinzo's coming off the bench, <laughs> Eric Pascal – who was their other big that was just nailing threes? Oh, I, I need to know his name did. because I oh. saw a video of him the other day, and he, um, he's unfortunately bigger than Ryan and I can. Pascal and <laughs> who was the other one? Oh, what is Spellman. his name? No, I mean, yes. Spellman. 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 It wasn't Spellman, though. I think it was Pascal. No. Oh. Is a, is a thick You're boy? Saying... What What's his first name? Eric. A Mario or something? Oh, you're two wildly different names. Eric, from, uh, it's like P-A-S-C-H-A. I'm talking about Spellman. No. He's talking about Pascal. Aaron Pas- Eric Pascal's a, a wagon of a man right now. That's wild. He was What's in the league doing? for a little bit. He got I don't know. Him. I saw a video of him like at an open gym like last week maybe. Dude, there was like multiple possessions where shot clocks – I know we were never going to win this game, but shot clock's dwindling down. Someone <laughs> just launches a 30-footer for Nova. Goes in. Everyone's just shaking their head on the bench. We went on that – I forget what it was, but we went on that crazy spurt in the second half where we scored like every possession, 
and we were still losing. <sighs> yeah, we didn't cut into the lead. Same we with scored, um, like eight Auburn. straight possessions and the lead extended. All right. Dude, he would he would give you. He's starting left tackle for the Charfs next year, boys. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, yeah. We also got we got to talk about. Um, I don't know why we why we got to talk about it, but we had a fun <sighs> con. We had a fun combo about 2020 the other night. I will not be doing this it. conversation. No, we, we said this is for no, dinner no, only. No. Okay. Well, no, do it. Let's get weird. Let's would get that ugly. team? We're so confident that they would have won it. College basketball stunk. We were going to be the number one overall seed. Was that team built for March? Did they have the guard play? They had Dot who could get downhill. Look, he didn't shoot it well. They have the offense. Great. I think is my question. This, so this that's I've like been asking this since it happened. Like it's the best thing that the tournament got canceled for KU fans because we can claim we were the best team in the league. That team won win the championship. We just forget oh. that it's a. We just no, Brian. How many times? I'd love for you to answer me this question. When was the last time the number one overall seed in the tournament won the championship? Uh, <laughs> do you know the answer? I don't, I mean, but I know it's been like 15 <laughs> fucking years. It's been yeah. like, go back, dude. 2012, 2012 Kentucky did. Up? So it's for sure been in the last 12. Uh, How's this sure something I can overall? look up? Yeah. And by the way, Villanova wasn't in 2018, but like they should have been. Wouldn't Gonzaga the number one overall that year? Oh, no, Virginia was. They lost to a 16 seed. So, uh, 2012 was number one overall, Kentucky. 2013, How the fuck do you remember Louisville that? was number one overall. So back-to-back -back years, the number one overall seeds won it all. How do you remember that? Oh, I'm listen, I have a sick brain when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, 2014 certainly wasn't. That was UConn. 2015, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. <sighs> Choke job. I've got a list oh, from uh, 2005 to 2014. Was Kentucky uh, 2012 not? Yeah, 2012 was. 2013 Louisville was. Yes. Before that, 2011 Ohio State lost the Sweet 16. 2010, what happened then? <laughs> 2009, <laughs> Louisville lost the Elite Eight. 2008, Memphis, runner-up but vacated, they say. 07, Florida won the championship, of course. Duke lost in Sweet 16. 05, Illinois lost in the championship game. So, going back from now, 14 didn't happen. <laughs> 15... Okay, but yeah, let's just cut it off. This, let's but. cut it off over the last 20 years. You go back to 04, you have uh, Florida 07, you have Kentucky 2012, Louisville 2013. <laughs> Where uh, are we going with this? <laughs> 14 didn't happen, 15 it didn't happen, 16 it didn't happen, 17 it didn't happen, 18 it didn't happen, I just 19 remember. it... Didn't happen. I think it's Villanova not was gonna happen a lot. 19 was not Virginia, but I think they were the right. Number. That's my thing, Braden, is that we're like, oh, well, KU was gonna be the number one overall seed in 2020. He's Just hang, hang the year. fucking banner. The hang the banner. It is you I think you make it. But you point. said it, it never happened, and it's been three times in 20 years. So like it's not one that crazy. Oh, I'm sorry, boys. That's something that happens 15% of the time is not a lock in my mind that they would have won it. I'm well, just they saying. would have gone to a Final Four, but the fact, and I've been holding this one <laughs> back, the, this? because I'm sick of the fucking fact that every day I get on Twitter and people are like, well, Bill Self should have three national championships, 2020 kills me. fact of the matter is, they were probably getting tripped up by someone. It's not like we were the only good team in college basketball. Baylor was really damn good. 
Dayton was really were, damn good. San Diego State was really good that year. Wasn't Duke really good that year? Was was it Duke? There was someone else that was give me Duke. Gonzaga was <laughs> Gonzaga was, I think. What, yeah, right Duke was it? Duke Number was two, top five. Uh, yeah, Gonzaga was really good. Now we were head and shoulders. Ken Palm lies above like, them, but like Houston's head and shoulders above other teams this year. Do we think Houston's a lock to win the championship? No, <laughs> I'm getting there, Brian. You're, you're sick. I know. Um, Damn it, what was I going to say? Oh, like, that's what I'm saying. It's 2020. Maybe is that a team that's built to win a series of games? Because they were so tough defensively. Bill Self makes adjustments. I just... But, yeah, is Doak... Doak, we freaking love him. Is Doak carrying Kansas to a national title? It's not even a Doak thing. It's a big man thing. Is but like, the funny thing is that AB's coming on and being the villain here. <laughs> when it was me at dinner the other night, that to you and Vern and Bry and Nick, like, I was like... Are we sure that that offense was going to go win six straight games? No. And that's just something we never talk about. We talk about the defense. Defense best ever, Bill Self-Era. But, like, we started Dot, not a good shooter. We started Marcus Garrett, not a scorer at all. That was sophomore year Ochai, who was still really not a good shooter yet. Not even. scorers, dude. And then Isaiah Moss. Who, if Isaiah Moss's dad didn't tweet his name every single day, I don't think we'd even really remember Isaiah Moss. And then you had to they were top so like, ten. They were top ten Ken Palm offense that year. For really, they were eighth. What did we score I mean, per game? Well, dude, Dot averaged twenty, and then Doak was probably. I mean, Doak won Big Twelve Player of the Year, right? He was averaging. Yeah. He was averaging stupid numbers, and towards the end, like. No, yeah, they're have, stars. Like, and Dot and Doak were absolute stars. But, but yeah, the guys around him, like obviously Marcus, one of the best defenders Bills had, wasn't a scorer. Oach, yeah, he was still young. Like Oach wasn't even close to Oach at that point. I just try to picture David that team for a while. During that team's late stretch where they just kept winning and winning. I mean, you go in, you win at Texas Tech last game of the season. One at Baylor. You won at Baylor, which obviously the Baylor was just, I mean, one of the most beautifully played basketball. I think but that's well, like Bill Self. If I'm doing a, if I'm at the end of Self's career putting together his masterpieces, I think the Baylor game was it. Like the way he set Doke up for success in that game was filthy. Self coached circles around Scott Drew that game. It was so fun to watch. And that was a good team. So I really do. I'll so, yeah, the more I'm it. talking about this team would have won Natty. I've talked I, myself back into it. Race the banner back up. So. They were also lo- – they were due to lose. <laughs> they hadn't lost since, like, early January when Dotson got hurt. Deep, were we? That was, like, freshman CB was really solid. Um, who else did we have off, coming off the bench? Dave, Isaiah. Uh, One of Dave, Isaiah. I for, Dave started Mitt, at the beginning of the year. Mitt, no, Mitch redshirted that year, didn't he? Uh, Tristan and Aruna played a little bit. CB played a decent amount. Dave, yeah, that's pretty much it. The thing that kills me the most is still seeing that graphic that they were literally like minus two hundred to make the final four. That's I, the, I that's bought tickets. I bought yeah. plane tickets to the final four when they <laughs> dropped it. I was like, oh, look at me! I'm so smart. I'm getting on the plane because mm-hmm. we're gonna figure this COVID thing out real quick. No, no, canceled those about three days later. <clears throat> 
Um, Can we talk about the tournament before where I keep seeing highlights? I don't know why my TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, real algorithm is full of 2019 Virginia. Uh, It's like five years too late because in 2019 I was obsessed with Virginia, but now I don't give a shit. Uh, Their run was outrageous, boys. Dude, you you saw the the Auburn clip? I don't don't want to say fluky. I don't oh, want to say fluke. It was fluke. The Purdue, but, game, dude, was the Purdue game was nuts. There's no way. The buzzer beater, like half court, they wouldn't have more shots. Dude, the steal, the pass, I'm the floater. The Auburn, they sh- hit a they hit three free throws with less than a second to go to on a, by one. You give Tech foul on a yeah, bad and, foul. Well, it was a foul. If you it? give yeah, it was a foul. The cylinder if, rule, if yeah. they're gonna call that a foul, it's a good call. Oh, now, God. do we can we argue that it shouldn't be a foul? Sure, but by letter of the law, it's a foul ten times. Is it called a hundred percent of the time? And I, it's, like yes, by the letter of the law, yeah. I mean, he he jumped into him. The guy Kyle guy had nowhere to land. Like yeah, it, it was a foul. Um, <laughs> in that spot, you could argue tough, and it was tough. I'd hate. Can you imagine losing that way? Half Auburn's fan base thought the game was over. Uh, and then in the championship game, they hit a buzzer beater right before overtime. They go to overtime and they like they obviously pull away from tech. Like God, tech they had three games in a row, three games in a row where they had to basically perform miracles Dude, to win a national championship. I forgot that this wasn't. Dude, just... it went, don't tell me this is the Purdue game. No, this is the foul. Is it trigger, the Purdue game triggers me. But. I forgot that it was one. There was one second left when they called the foul. Yeah, dude, there was no time. I don't know if you can see it, but well, watch, watch, watch the follow-up clip though. You'll see him. He's leaning into him. He doesn't give him a spot to land. It's the same thing they say every day now. I think AB's. Yeah, AB's kind of saying like the time, the times, like maybe not call the foul at that point. There was. Bruce Pearl probably killed this is great for the, <laughs> This is great for the audio listeners. I'm also here we go. No, not this one. There's one more they show where it's up Kyle Guy's asshole. Oh really? I we, just like I mean, up yeah. if we're if that happened to us, would we'd be meltdown city, even if we know it's a foul, just like in the situation. Oh, obviously oh, to yeah. go to Maddie with one second left. You're covering it with your name, Clyde. Oh, that's what I'm trying not to do. Wait, dude, this is hard. My God, dude, relax, relax. Aaron Rodgers, did it work? This is the worst glare I've ever seen in my life. Canceled the pod, and I'm not kidding. But I think it was Diakite was his name. If you give him that shot against Purdue ten times, I guarantee he makes makes it zero. Oh God, he's gonna try again. You've got to be shitting me with this. And there's a glare in the screen. There it is. They're calling. He's in a cylinder. He hits oh, his foul. knee. That's every, a foul every time. But in it the sucks moment, in that situation. Losing a final four game like that. Look, Kyle Guy started to like put his face in his jersey. He was sad that they he lost. Fouled Dude, no, he was terrified that he had to hit free throws in that spot. Can you imagine the balls on Kyle Guy to go up and hit three free throws there? He was so pure. And, and that's like classic ball don't lie, I guess. That was a foul even before he was in his space. He fouled him shooting it too. Right. I was I remember on Twitter like saying it wasn't a foul and shit, probably because I had I would guess I had Auburn money line. Like I had Purdue Purdue money line also. Carson Edwards had like 60. Um God, that was such a crazy run. I honestly thinking back, I'm really not that mad Virginia won a natty. 
They obviously no. had lost to a 16 seed the year before. I didn't really dislike any of their players. Um, and then Tony Bennett, like I have nothing against him, even though it's really boring watching them. Can you imagine Bruce Pearl if he won a natty? He'd be going nuts. That thing would get vacated so fast. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I just thought. I mean, it is just like Bruce Pearl. The guy's entertaining, but he. How's he? That alive? guy is a used car salesman. And I'm not even. I wonder how many heart attacks he's had. Seven. It's like Chris Farley in the. Dude. Oh, just because. Oh, I, he well, hasn't actually had a heart attack, has he? Well, it's like the skit. Well, he just gets really red-faced yeah, and he starts yeah. screaming, and it looks like maybe he will. But um, someone asked earlier in the comments thoughts on Filipowski yesterday in the court storming. I'll tell you this. Listen, let's first say this. Not okay. Wake Forest not having better securities. Crazy because – like we've seen it happen, it sucks. You don't want that to be a thing because like storming the court is great. Nobody, I don't want it to go away from college basketball. I think it needs to be around forever. Everyone loves the court storm. Wake Forest was really bad at, at securing that. With all that said, if Coach K was head coach at Duke when that happened yesterday, I knew this was going to go to this. I think court storming would be like a federal crime and ten year prison sentence by. Monday morning. No, he would have got it. Coach. He would have gotten it banned. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, Shire I've, tried his best. He could I've tell seen, Shire learned from Coach K in that post game presser. He kept I've saying, "I don't want to take away from Wake Forest, but yeah, we got to ban court storming." Did you see him talking like this when he was on the court, yelling at the students? <laughs> don't hit him. It's like Ted, the movie Ted when his when he's like faking that his mouth is. I wish um, I could say that I, line out loud, but why does yeah. he do that? But I've seen I've seen takes where people are like, we need to do coaches or coaching staffs need to do a better job of getting their players off the floor, or they need to like come up with a scenario where they get them off the floor before it happens. There was legit negative percent chance you could have done it yesterday. They were on the fucking floor <laughs> with time. I know. And obviously, dude. that's it was a why tight game. it was a tight game. You can't pull your players off in a one score game or whatever. Yeah, it was a four so, point game. But yeah, you it's crazy how quick those fans. I mean, there was a yeah, thousand fans on the floor within five seconds or three seconds of the clock being expired. Dude, can you imagine Anthony Bax fucking trotting onto that floor with 0.4 seconds left? Or Nathan Power from Kansas State. <laughs> Oh, one one in the same. One in the same. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, gu I guess I kind of wanted to hear like your guys' thoughts on kind of the backlash on Filipowski, kind of like people saying he like shoved the fan or tripped the fan. I like, slow-mo really slow yes, slow -mo. Slow -mo makes everything look worse. Let's not well, forget Filipowski had a thousand people running full <laughs> speed at him. Like, an absolute <laughs> hummer in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> the h1 the og baby um it's, it's, it's a tough conversation because like i'm with you guys i want court storming to be a thing i think it's like a tradition with college sports football and basketball that's fun it's unique it's it's exciting i'm always team storm the field storm the court let college kids have fun yesterday was tough because it's like 
I know which side I want to be on, but it's hard to be on that side. Like I, I can't, I can't be on the side where it's like blaming Filipowski for everything that happened yesterday. Like, what, like what, what are we talking about? Like well, he made yeah. those people come on the floor. Like it's yeah, trip them. And... So it, it's just it's a tough spot because it's you're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's it just uh, and that's why I brought up the Coach K thing because it being Duke might just be enough to see something happen. And it's just so. On Wednesday, did you see Creighton storming against UConn? Their security did incredible. There's an awesome yeah. above. What were they doing yesterday? Like, but I guess had to have could, known that was coming. What could they have done to save Filipowski from the other side of the court, though? Like what Creighton did, they like blocked off where they shake hands and everything. Filipowski was on the other other sideline. It almost looked like. Well, he was in the middle of the court, and you just make him wait a couple seconds. Like, how are you going to do that? You have. <laughs> a wall of people, right? That's how they've been stopped before. Would would you want to be part of that wall of people? No, but people sign up for the job. It works some places. Like Manhattan, yeah. right? It doesn't happen there anymore. Like, yeah. Anymore. Well, I, I mean, mean maybe, does, maybe, like... hey, maybe the answer to court storming is just you get that assistant coach from K State, and he stops coaching, but he just travels around to all potential court storms happening around the country, and he just hands up to the student section and begs them not to storm the court. Their fans, looking, their fans were ideas. on the floor with time left. That's the, just like, it's, 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 an, it's impossible to stop that. I it's feel like, like a normal like – there, like, there are some courts, like Virginia Tech, I know, even KU has is a good example, where they have a barrier and there's like a decent amount of space. If KU were to storm the court, it would take them a minute to get there. Dude, it would Virginia be like Tech, dangerous like a too. Stone wall where they have to hop over – like. There's a lot that has to happen with some of these. Now, other places, it's just you can – I remember the Indiana-Kentucky one. No. Indiana had one oh. a decade ago. I don't think – No, it Wofford? wasn't It wasn't that one. It was. It might have been Boy, maybe, um, where there was a guy on the court within like – I mean, there Dude, was – Dude, the Wofford three. That one was crazy. That was sure. the best court storm in the history. Of it's just – it's I not think. the one that I'm thinking of. I got to try and find it. Or Wofford, yeah. Not the college, Fletcher McGee. I thought you said Wofford, and I immediately thought, uh, Fletcher McGee. <laughs> We've never told you that story where we were watching. Um, it's the funniest story. We were, ever. So, me, AB, of all time. Cole Peterson were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings watching whatever the hell we were watching. You want to take a guess what it was? There was a no, I know the exact date, January yeah, 6, 2014. Okay, yeah, it was the Auburn national title game. So they were playing. Um, they were playing the replay of that Kentucky-Indiana game. And there's a table of four guys fucking locked, locked in, dude. I'm not, like, locked in, fucking clapping. Every play was do or die. They were laughing, enjoying, and they they swore it was live. And I, I, well, I didn't end up doing it, but I told the table, I was like, guys, how much will you, like – how much should I go offer to bet them that Christian Watford is going to hit a game winner on the left wing oh. as time expires? Can you imagine their reaction when he you hit the three? They look back at me. This guy's. They, you could have started selling them picks. Be like, by the way, I sell picks online if you uh, want to play. <laughs> like, AB, tell me these dudes were. They 100% thought the game was live. Oh, God. It was crazy. They thought it was live. <laughs> No, well, the I, funny I'll thing about that is, it was I will a never forget it. The way they reacted when he hit three was like the most genuine thing I've ever seen in my life. So I mean, funny, hey, man. I wonder if they know 
Like to this day, when people ask them about that game, do you think they're like, oh yeah, we were at a Buffalo Wild Wings? It's crazy. Like, do they know that they watched that game on a replay? It's like White Sox. They high five. It was a crazy upset too. Obviously, like Kentucky was. They had that was the year they won it all. I yep. believe. Yeah, one or two losses. Barely any losses at all. So they they were obviously pulling for the upset, and they, I think they all stood up after Watford hit the three. Like no, <laughs> they were, they were going crazy. Have That's you guys cool. ever been in that situation where you're watching a game that you don't realize isn't live, and then it takes you too long? Well, what I've I got, love I've is when one. I watch like when I, I've watched like my mom or grandma or something in the past, and they'll show a replay of a three that just happened, and they'll be like, "Yes, good <laughs> shot." Like, or yeah, watching. <laughs> I don't want to be sexist here, but no, it, no, all just, like watching people. games with females and they show a replay, and I go, 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 go. Yeah. I'm guilty of that too. Sometimes the replays don't look like replays. Oh God! And I've seen plenty of like guys get tricked by replays, or they're they're very sometimes they're sneaky. Yeah. No, there was there was one time it was during COVID, uh, 2020, <laughs> and myself, Riley, and Drew were just sitting at our house. And we we saw that the, the NCAA men's soccer championship game was on ESPNU. So we had it on the top TV. We're just kind of – and it got crazy. It was tied in overtime. We're going we're, – we got locked into it. We probably watched for 90 minutes. And one of us looked up at the TV and we're like, boys, <laughs> that place is full of fans. This ain't live right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the 2019 championship game. We had no – and it obviously, like for us – we're diehard sports fans. We have a pretty good pulse on what's going on in major sporting events. For collegiate men's soccer, I couldn't tell you one thing about any champion in the past 20 years. Oh, so we, I, we were just convinced that was live. That and one's that, fair. The Indiana-Kentucky game was one of the bigger sports moments of that yeah. year. That's like, so for those guys. You don't watch it live. Like You're going to at least see it later, right? You're gonna oh, it's one of the most famous guys. in the last two decades. Yeah. Though that was just a group of guys that likes to pretend they know <laughs> ball and they don't know ball at all. No, and they and were they, all just faking it. And what's crazy is that it was a it Monday, was cool. it was a Monday night of the national championship for college football. And these guys are awesome. at a sports bar. Clearly, they're some sort of sports fans. Because I'm sorry, you don't go to B dubs at 9 30 p.m. on a Monday night unless there's a big event on that you want to watch. Like, they I'd clearly knew a little a, something about sports. Nothing against but. you three for going to B-dubs, but I think it's kind of a rookie move to go to a B-dubs so, national title game. Well, here, well did, why did here's you know? here's the thing. B-dubs slapped as a younger man. I will tell you, I watched the Elite yeah. Eight against North Carolina and Final Four against Ohio State 2012 oh, at B-dubs. I knew Brian's face was going to be like that. He hates public – I do too, but when you're in high school and you're like, dude, yeah. I'm 17 years old. I can go to B-dubs without my parents. We can drive and watch the games and this and that. Like, yeah, that was a cool experience. I don't know. It, oh, it hit no. different. Right now, I could never. Right now, I'd yeah. never go to that kind of place. There's so game. many but, There's so many times I spent Sundays and like the first day of the tournament at B-dubs. Every yeah, game I will screen. say I used to do that um, my God. for the first weekend. Because so many TVs, obviously. Mm -hmm. But when I got to lock in and hear the announcers, no shot. But, yeah, I get it. How uh, about, um, A.B., do you want to tell the listeners, I don't know if Ryan knows the story, but the reason you've done the Blazing Challenge before? Oh, my God. Have I not said this on the air before? Ryan, have you heard this? I don't think so. This was uh, this was 2013. 
2013, I believe. I believe it was 2013. They had KU was hosting Texas for game day. And I remember going to game day in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was on and TV, front row. Were you? Mm-hmm. For the game or for game day? Game day. Nice. So we went to game day. We're still in high school at that point. Um, we yeah. thought we were hot shit. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Uh, and we go to B-dubs, <laughs> 135th and Metcalf, to be specific, uh, because the, <laughs> really because the one, 19th and Strang line was too Yeah, my God, the detail here. Anyways, before the, the game. Of, uh, <laughs> the coordinates. <laughs> Before the game, I look at my pals and I'm like, boys, Tyler self scores tonight. I'll do the blazing challenge. <laughs> oh. Texas, Texas was pretty good, weren't they? Like, they weren't. I mean, if it was game day, absolutely. And uh, sure enough, we're up 30. <laughs> Tyler self- <laughs> and Tyler self- and one, wasn't it? And one just outrageous circus shot that he had. Yeah. And I was having some tummy issues, like <laughs> in the second half. Had you already housed like twenty wings oh, before that? We, we were we had already paid the bill. Everything was the game was almost over. We were about to leave, and then Tyler's up does that, and I was like, "Ma'am, <laughs> blazing challenge over here." So uh, I guess tough. what was like? What's going through your head when we we are blowing them out? Are you? Like, are, do you really not want to do this blazing challenge? Like, are I, you? I had done it before. And are, is it getting in your head that obviously the walk-ons are coming in, but T. Self doesn't score a ton? Yeah, I don't think I was too in my head to be honest, because it's like even even when walk-ons do come in, they're in there for a minute. Like, Bill's <laughs> never been the kind of guy to play him the whole final four minutes after the under four timeout, and it just it was it. My <laughs> stomach dropped when it He's happened. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Me and Reese. I mean, how about? Wow. Do you guys remember when I dabbed on ESPN? That's pretty looking Vaguely. back, very cringy. Do we remember when you tried to show us a replay of Kyle Guy getting fouled shooting a three on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay, I gotta. I mean, every time I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this episode, Hannah. I'll be done in an hour." It's like here we are, That's an hour thirty. This point, and I gotta tell you, boys, I turned thirty on Thursday. To brag, um, we went out Friday. Oh, the life! We went out Friday night. Not that we got after it or anything, but oh. I drank a few drinks, and then I went out again Saturday night. And I will tell you, I am so washed. I feel, <laughs> I like I wasn't even. I didn't even really get after it either night. Like I wouldn't say I had tons of beverages either night. And my body just, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm. Yeah. Well, where I thought, where I thought you were taking this was the simulation we went through Friday night. No, but we don't. Well, I got to hear oh. about this. Just like the, <laughs> amount of, the amount of characters we encounter. Me, Vern, Nick, sure. and B Turn, and and Bry was there for some of the night. The amount of characters we encountered over like a five minute span to end our night was unbelievable. In a good or bad way. Uh, don't love that. Uh, start. No, uh, very entertaining. Very okay. entertaining. Uh, just like a bunch of drunk people. Sure. And just a guy that, uh, I don't oh even, I don't God. even want to get into the details. A lot of inappropriate things were said. Well, Crimes were admitted, you know, just people that it was basically he crimes. told us, well, first off, we're it's not, sit, it's like, not throwing we're, anyone in jail with this story. We're saying our goodbyes, me, Rye, Schwert, um, Vern. We're just sitting on the corner saying our goodbyes, and it was like someone placed this guy 
in our life to come talk to us. Like because dropped he in simulation. Maybe he turns the corner and go like literally like this. He goes, bussing with the boys, bussing with the boys. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? Like we thought maybe he knew Vern or Swerd or one of us from Oh, like, we didn't even podcast. talk about that. Bussing from the boys. Like, I don't know why he said that still, but after that, it was unbelievable, dude. It was like he, a stand-up routine. He had oh, yeah. prepared. And I, mm-hmm. I got to say this. He said 12 times, I'm going to leave you with this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you podcast every week. Basically, what he was telling us, we could say this because it's not like we know who the guy is. He tests the cops in Lawrence to see if they'll pull him over. When he's because driving drunk. The cops don't care anymore. He claims that when a cop gets behind him, he really, really puts it to the test and starts revving the engine and claims he was going 50 or 60 across the bridge. And yeah. so he tests the cops in Lawrence to see mm. how far they'll go. He'll be drunk at um, Quick Trip. 3 a.m. Quick Trip. He'll tell the cops will ask if he's drunk or if he's been drinking. And he said he didn't say anything and just gets in well, his car. And the funniest part is he started the whole conversation with guys, there's a problem in Lawrence. Cops don't, you know. <laughs> Cops aren't doing anything about crime here. They're not doing anything. And then he starts mm. just listing all the crimes he commits. And Nick was like, I think you're the guy committing <laughs> you're all the, the crimes. crimes. <laughs> Dude, Nick was all time. Yeah. It was. And then him him being like, I'm the reason Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey got together. I can't remember his reasoning no on that. Way. Yeah. It, yes. he, no way. No, he said he went on TikTok and was like bullying Gracie Hunt. Which I don't get how that and they saw in one of his comments, Travis Kelsey used it on Instagram or used it to the media. And then that led to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey falling in love. I and, think I love this guy. Yeah. And he uh he was very funny near the end he was getting, you know, he started talking about bullying Okay. Well, I don't know. It was getting it was getting dark where we all just kind of turned. We were like, "All right, dude, this was this was this was entertaining." But now you're going down a road we don't want to know. So Mm -hmm. we'll see ya. But and then he, like, he literally just turned around. Like we're on the corner of um, Leroy's, right? Yeah. He just turned around and walked the opposite direction of Mass. Like he came, walked around the corner, told us all this stuff. And started walking way down the road. Like his night was over. He wanted to tell mm-hmm. us that. He's done. He's gone. And that was it. He was an interesting cat. Another what old. What did like, he say? What else did he say? There's has to be some stuff we're missing. Because it was. It was 10, all over the place. Years. It was also kind of one of those you had to be there a little bit. Because it mm-hmm. was very funny. He was doing like a stand, stand-up routine. Another thing. All-time quote. The guy that came up to us at the end of the night. In the bar. Who said he was like, You got we're leaving for the night? He's like, You guys need shots, you need drinks. I got you on me. Can't remember who the guy, very nice guy, very <laughs> drunk, had had some beverages. And he ends with, All right, guys, see you guys later. We're gonna win the shit out of yesterday. I, and saw I that think tweet. that's one of the all time quotes. Yeah. I love that quote today. When our Wins. teams win. The next day, we got to say that we won the, Wins shit, out of the shit out of yesterday. And I, I love guess- it because. K-State says win the dang day, and I just think winning the shit out of yesterday is so much better than winning the dang day. Dude, winning the dang day is just the dumbest He, thing. It's he so came boring. to the bowl the next day, and Vern oh. 
Vern literally right away just goes, win the shit out of yesterday. <laughs> and he goes, he recognized the, guy's, him. the guy's like, what? No, he was hammered. Were they college? And I was like, dude, that's you my start, question. I was like, dude, no, like no disrespect. Like that shit was hilarious. He's like, I said that, dude. I was, I was gone. I was blacked. <laughs> I was blacked out. I don't yeah. remember this. And I was like, yeah, we've said it in the group chat like eight times today. Win the shit out. Yep, Lady Hawks. Won yep. the shit out of today. Tomorrow, they won the shit out of yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it was a fun night. Mm. Characters. It's been a while since I stayed out past midnight in, in Lawrence, which, wow, that was the lamest sentence I've ever said in my entire life. I didn't even say it's been a while since I shut down the bars in Lawrence. I'm like, I made it to midnight. Uh, hey, you're 30 now, dude. That's what happens. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm retired. Well, yeah, it's, I'm, it's, it's at the point where it's not fun, right? Like, I may never drink again. I had like five beers yesterday, and I'm like, oh my god, how could I recover? I'm two weeks away from two years. We're hitting milestones left and right, boys. A 30 year old, wow. two years sober. I mean, Jesus. Looks like you're about to say something. I was. I thought you were going to give a speech. <laughs> yeah. We were going to. I accidentally drank alcohol last night hmm. for the first time. Accidentally? Yes. Do you think it was an O'Doul's? I was at O'Dowd's, and I swore oh. on my life it was my water. Mm. And it certainly didn't taste like water because mm. it wasn't. Sure. Mm. So I, I think I got a little tipsy. How is O'Dowd's nowadays? I haven't been there in at least five. Supposedly it was popping. And then what, I did got you forget, there a little you forget everything about it after that one sip of alcohol? I was 30 minutes too late to the party, I guess. Mm. Oh, I had a guy yeah. offer me ecstasy there when I was trying to buy a drink. <laughs> Classic. Just said no. Happens all the time. Yeah, yeah no. Fun times. I, speaking of being washed and old, I got to go to bed. Hour 40. I know like we don't have to do it now because we've on an hour 40 for back-to-back <laughs> weeks, but I'd like to talk golf at some point again soon. I like talking golf with with the pals. Yeah, well, you gotta, Ryan, if you want to leave, that's cool. Yeah, if you guys we can leave. wrap it up. Well, I, I like having Ryan here because I like to bounce ideas off of him for uh, for golf. Yeah, he's, he's the. What'd you guys player. fire? What'd you fire today? B turn ninety. Hmm. It was so bad, dude. I, How would you say yeah. the day you played in that scramble with me? What level of your game was that? Like how do how do I like was that your you know wasn't your A game? No, was it your like that was D? bad. Yeah, okay. Well, so, first off, AB, it's a fucking scramble with like 20 groups. I step up to the tee. My tee shot goes five yards. Oh, it's the worst. Also, of everyone. Also, the worst funniest part man. about this, as b just said, he's almost two years sober. This was a tabs tournament oh, where you turn in your scramble card and then you subtract the amount of beer tabs you drank, and that's your net score. And I invited a man that was sober. To play in the tournament. Just have him drink Cokes or something, man. We did get NAs. Oh, yeah. We let him drink but I wasn't crushing. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to just guzzle NAs all day. I got to It's imagine. really hard for me to lock in during a scramble. I feel like that's an excuse, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd like, Especially I'd like when to all do three a... players are better than you. Also, there was oh, a U.S. Yeah. Open, you know, like Beckler played in that tournament. He played in the U.S. Open like six months prior. I'd like Whatever. to do an eight no seed scramble at some point. Not just like us three go out and play. I'm talking like an actual tournament where we run out of golf course for a few hours yeah. on a on a July afternoon and we get Kyle Coffee's coming, Kyle Lyons coming, let's go cards 04 is coming. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody's oh, coming to the scramble. I told AB I I hit a 45 footer for Birdie today. Did you and, fist bump? Oh my god, yes. You actually did. Yes. Nice. You throw putter in the air. No, you got to hear the rest of the story. Well, it was sounds it was like the most so, electrical moment in life. No, it, it so it's in a neighborhood, um, and people are out on their patio. Like I have no idea. It's like five thirty, five forty-five, getting dark, and I the putt goes in, and I'm <laughs> and I just I I'm going to grab the ball, and you hear clap. People were on their there. It was oh. one house. They were clapping, and I was rock solid, dude. That is sick, but like that's like a that's what I couldn't golf putter does. it because it was so far away that and it was like downhill and yeah I was you never know when to start the putter going up like I if you do you're a massive loser when it doesn't go that's up. why Tiger is so good like but that's because Tiger knows if I hit the ball at this line perfectly it's gonna go in we just don't really know putting so fucking hard but like you that's said, where right line right speed I can't make a putt outside of three feet right I. Now. But that your story you just said is like you could go a whole day missing three footers, mm-hmm. hopping the ball, hitting slices OB. But that 45 foot putts, what's going to bring you back? That's what golf does. That's why it's the best sport in the world. No, you, will, you will never quit golf because of that moment you felt. And that's why it's the best. I'm like, I was like two holes. Like we had like two holes left tonight. And I was already on Google looking at the weather for tomorrow. And I'm, I want to find someone to play with so bad. Like I obviously don't do shit during the day and I want to play so fucking bad. Like that's all I can think about. I don't want it to, I don't want it to get dark, dude. If you saw my putting stroke from anywhere on the green, you would throw up. I mean, I played, I can't, I don't remember thinking it was that bad. Well, no, just right now. I can't bring the putter straight back. I'm I do pushing. push a lot. Of, I'm, I push a lot. I'm of pushing. Putting. I'm pulling. Remember when I I told AV to try cross-handed putting stroke? No, you didn't. You told me to do the claw, and I tried, and it was oh, the worst feel in the world. I love the claw. Putting yeah. so hard that the pros like literally switch styles of putters. Dude, Jordan putting. Scotty Scheffler's got. I'm using. Right. I'm using belly putter right now. Dude, Spieth was doing the no look putt at one point. <laughs> Sorry, the comments got me. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> What? Uh, Kyle, Kyle, and Kyler, and the guy said, "Don't use an acronym for us." And I just thought it was funny as well, Tony. Um, we should do a series where Ryan fixes our game. I'm dead serious about that. I've been asking him for years to fix my game because I know the swing naturally is okay, but I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. A lot of it is just with playing more, just getting that feel, um, and like repetition, like around the greens right now, like. I, I have no feel, like no idea how to play certain shots. My lag putting so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, I mean, it, yeah, just it really is about you just got to play a ton, unfortunately, or at least hit a ton of range balls. But also, don't just show up to the range and just start whacking the ball all over the place. You got to have like an actual goal each time you show up to the range of like, okay, I'm going to. Here's my target. Here's what I want to work on today. I get in the habit of getting bored with that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go play. Wow. I'm just going to go play a few holes. Like, I, I don't like to practice. That's why I can't. I've been stuck at where I'm at, like, that's handi- handicap-wise for, like, five years. I was, yeah, I was actually thinking about that today, like, going to the range and, like, what certain people do. 
especially like before rounds, like people talk about like just hitting a few balls, just getting warm. I don't really know what to do when I go to the range. I just start from the wedges and go up. Obviously start uh, hitting the long irons and then start hitting the hybrids, start hitting the big dog that goes like 180. Yeah, I think that's fine. I just think you need to like have a a goal for each shot and like focus on things rather than just being like, oh, I hit this club 110 yards. <laughs> I'm going to swing every time and hope it goes straight. I can't stop thinking that AB's headphones are his hair. I need I a haircut, boys. I, I I'm so no. Tired. Honestly, I'm though, let's uh, let's do a golf term this summer. Honestly. We should. We should. How how fun. bored do people think we are and with our lives? Just got in here to talk to Sunday evening. What else are we supposed to? Do? What was our What was our pod name idea for a golf Ain't no champ? Shanks. Ain't no shanks. Yeah. Well, <sighs> yeah. All right, boys, I'm out. You guys can keep talking golf nah, if you want. It's a good place to end. Thank you guys yeah. for being in here. Subscribe if you can, please. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> we did it again. Dude, that's the fans' fault. The yeah, the fans were supposed to remind us in the chat to subscribe at the beginning of the episode. Here we are, an hour 48. And I promise anybody here, hour 48, after what we've talked about, has already subscribed. So us telling people to subscribe. We got to get the people at the beginning that mm -hmm. get out when we're like, all right, boys, you want to talk Buffalo Wild Wings and golf? Like that is where we, you know, yeah. it's only shouts to everyone. I mean, we, we stay pretty, pretty. Yeah, where, are we at? where are we at right now? Feel free to cap on numbers. Shout out to all 70 of our fans named Kyle mm -hmm. <laughs> and Kyler. All right. I'm out. See you boys. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. Rock chalk.